We got to spend a, a week on the beach, uh, a little rain, a little not rain. Overall, it was a fun experience. Um, I learned something, though, in our week of vacation, uh, watching our kids. And it's that it is absolutely, positively possible to fight over nothing. You can fight over nothing. Now, we're blessed because our kids really do get along really well. Uh, Cordelia and London, my sister's uh, daughter, oldest daughter, they're right around the same age, and, and they really, they get along all day long. Uh, but there's that 1% of the time where, for some reason, something arises and they're just not happy. Uh, this week, they were playing a game that they like to call family. Uh, one's the mother, one's the daughter. Somebody gets to be a husband and a brother and... Um, I don't know what else takes place. I hear weird stuff, and I just let it go because they're kids. Uh, But, man, Cordelia came to us distraught, just absolutely upset. And we thought, you know, maybe London punched her. Maybe she got pushed off the bunk bed. Uh, Something had to happen, right? Well, turns out she wasn't allowed to play mommy. London always has to be mommy, and I always have to be baby, and I want to be mommy. Um, (laughs) And Jarek and I kind of looked at her, and when we looked at each other, and we were like, okay, how do, we, how do we handle this? And so we looked at Cordelia, and we said, Cordelia, does this really matter? Big tears welled up in her eyes. No, but I want to be mommy. And I'm just like, yeah, but see, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You just said it doesn't matter. So whether you're mommy or whether you're baby, you all are pretending. And, and either way, uh, it's fine. It's, it's an argument over nothing. Um, and we find oftentimes in our lives, in our grown-up adult lives, that we have that problem too. If we're just honest with ourselves, we have that problem too. And so today we're going to discuss our responsibility to ourselves, um, not, not just for ourselves, but for others to get along, okay, and to not make mountains out of a molehill. So that, that's what we're going to look at. We're going to be in Romans chapter 14 and 15 if you want to uh, turn in your Bibles or if you have the Bible app, the Version Bible app, we have a live event that you can follow in there that kind of has some of our scripture and what we're going to be looking at so you can go there as well. But we are going to be in Romans chapter 14 and 15. We're going to look at uh, how we can, we can live uh, in harmony, how we can, we can be one. Um, we're going to look at uh, things of an eternal importance. Are we really fighting over things that are eternally important, or are we just coming up with an argument for the sake of argument? And so if you go to Romans chapter 14 with me, we're going to look at verses 1 through 4 to start, and this is what it says. It says, As for one who is weak in faith, welcome him, but do not quarrel over opinions. One person believes he may eat anything, while the weak person eats only vegetables. Let not the one who eats despise the one who abstains, and let not the one who abstains pass judgment on the one who eats, for God has welcomed him. Who are you to pass judgment on the servant of another? It is before his own master. So here's the deal. Judgment is not ours to pass. It's not yours to pass. It doesn't belong to you. Judgment ultimately belongs to God. Now, I'm not talking about um, day-to-day judgments that we make, okay? Like, that person is drunk. I shouldn't get in a car with them. Okay, that's, that's a good judgment. That's a judgment you make. That's okay. We have to make judgments on a day-to-day basis. But I'm talking about how we take little things and we say, oh, because of this little thing, that person truly needs Jesus, right? Like they said I was a brat. They need Jesus. And so we're going to look at something that uh, we've had an argument in our church about. Uh, this argument has taken place between um, the Chesters and I. Um, 
I am mostly making this up, just so you all know, but we're going to look at a hypothetical this morning. So not too long ago, our lights in our jars were real, okay, real candles. We had to light them every Sunday morning. Uh, there's just something about that, that real flicker. Uh, at least that, that was Jared and Lori's argument. Um, and, and I thought it was a bit irresponsible because we're always having to buy new lighter thingies and they don't always stay lit because our air conditioning has a gale force wind setting uh, that can knock some of the flames out. Um, and so I wanted one of these. Look, magic. I can hold it by the flame, right? <laughs> and watch this. Pretty cool, huh? Let there be light. And so uh, we moved, how long ago would you say we moved to these mostly real looking lights? Two months? Jared, Lori, and I, we haven't talked since then. Um, <laughs> because, let's be honest, they wanted the real lights and I wanted these. And they had good reasons, okay? They, they very well, I'm sorry? Jesus used real candles. So, <laughs> I mean, great reason in and of itself. And I just think that we're being like environmentally responsible or something that a hippie would say. Um, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Just kidding. Um, and, and so we had our argument over that, and we haven't talked for two months, and we've been butting heads, and um, uh, we've even been trying to gain team members. Like, this half of the church is with me, okay? And this half of the church is with Jared and Lori. You guys like the real candles. Something about the wax is just phenomenal. Um, now, I'm explaining this situation, and you guys are looking at me like, this is absolutely ridiculous, and here's the truth. It is. But we have all been in churches or heard of churches uh, that have had arguments over stuff like this, right? Like the organ used to be on this side of the stage, but now we moved it over here. And so Brother Dale and all his family, they're not coming back, okay? Until we put the organ in the rightfully God-ordained place, okay? Or, or uh, the bulletin changed. You know, we used to have like the sermon at the top, and now we put it in the middle where it kind of goes in service. And I don't like that. Okay, because it's just not okay. Why did we change? There's no need. And so we look at this and, and we look at scripture and sometimes we dig too deep into scripture uh, when we shouldn't because scripture just says what it means to say. And so the scripture we look at this morning in this verse one through four, it's talking about how, look, one person chooses to abstain. They say, I'm going to eat only vegetables. And the other is like, hey, I like a buffet style of things. I'm eating everything. And does it matter? doesn't matter because in this day and age in the church, they were having huge arguments over this. It was dividing the church. It was crumbling the church. It's people saying, I eat everything and that is godly and so I'm better than you. And people over here saying, I eat just vegetables and that is actually what's godly and so I'm better than you. And we're going to quarrel and we're going to fight and in the end, here's scripture saying, what does that matter? What does that matter? If you want to eat only vegetables, that's great. Eat only vegetables. If you want to eat everything, eat everything. That's fantastic. Maybe next week you'll come in and we'll have half real candles and half ones of these. I don't know. Probably not is the honest truth. But when we look at things, too many times we take these little minute details in our lives, not just at church, but in our everyday lives, and we make them big monstrosities of problems. And these problems, they, uh, they divide us. They divide us as a church, they divide us as families, they divide us as friends, and really, what's the point of them? Here's the question we need to ask ourselves when we face these problems. Is it eternally important? Is me sticking to my guns here really eternally important? See, it doesn't matter what type of candle we have in our jars, but if you want to tell me that Jesus isn't the Son of God, I'm going to argue with you on that point, because it is eternally important to our faith, and it matters with what the Bible says, and it matters with where I end up, okay? So there's certain things where we do, we need to stick to our guns. We need to say, look, this is backed up by Scripture. This is what Scripture says, and this does not bend. 
And there are other things where we look at stuff and we're really like, hey, it's just a light. It's just a light. And in the end, whether it was Jared and Lori that let it go and we got these, or it was I that let it go and we stuck with the normal candles, what does it matter? What does it matter? And so we need to hold on to that. Does it really matter? Why are we fighting? So judgment is not ours to pass. This works both ways, okay? Not only do we need to let things go for our own selves, but we also need to be able to let things go for other people. We don't need division where division is not necessary. That's just, frankly, the truth. And so we're going to look at Romans 14, uh, verses 13 and 14. Here we go. It says, Therefore, let us not pass judgment on one another any longer, but rather decide never to put a stumbling block or hindrance in the way of a brother. I know and I am persuaded in the Lord Jesus that nothing is unclean itself. But if it is unclean for anyone who thinks it unclean, but it, sorry, but it is unclean for anyone who thinks it unclean. Okay, so here we go. I'm going to bring up, this is a doozy now. Are you guys ready for me? Here we go. We're going to have a fight, but everybody just take a deep breath. I'm coming out here in the audience for this one. You all are going to love me. Uh, this is the time to turn off your games on your phone because I'll see you and I'll point it out. I'm just teasing. Um, I have no problem with alcohol. Again, we're, we're talking hypotheticals, so before you stone me, let me get this all out. I have no problem with alcohol, okay? So to me, if I was to go to Bears next door and have a cheeseburger and some french fries and I decided I want a beer with that meal, that's not a big deal to me. I don't have a problem with alcohol as long as alcohol is used responsibly. As long as alcohol doesn't lead you to sinful behavior, and as long as you're not using it um, inappropriately, I don't have a problem with alcohol. If you want to have a beer, you have a beer, okay? But PA here, thank you PA, PA absolutely thinks that alcohol has no place in Christian living, okay? He just has a problem with it. He does. And he's not necessarily thinks that people are evil for using alcohol, but to him, alcohol is just a no. You don't touch it. You don't use it. It's not part of your life. Okay? And, and that's fine. Because here's the deal. PA's conscience doesn't allow him to use alcohol. Like when he thinks of a heart of heart, he says, does this alcohol separate me from God? And if he feels that it does, then he should not touch it. That's what this scripture is saying. But for me, I'm saying, I think alcohol is okay if it's used responsibly. Now, is it okay for me to have a beer with my meal? Yes, it is. Sorry, newsflash, that's the truth. Okay? But... But, 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 let's say that PA and I, we spend a long Saturday. What's something we like to do together, PA? Watch sports. That is not true. <laughs> but <laughs> we are spending a long day watching sports and basketball games and softball and baseball and all kinds of things oh. are on right now. You yeah. love it. Yeah, volleyball, cricket. Um, they have like this weird crochet league in the Netherlands. We love it. Badminton's not a sport, Dave. Just kidding. Just kidding. Just kidding. So we spend this long day watching sports and we decide, hey, let's go grab a burger and fries at Bears. And I know how PA feels about alcohol. I know how PA feels about alcohol. So when our burger comes and our fries come, we first get water and, and she's like, do you guys want anything to drink from the bar? Would you like a beer? What do I say to that? Is it okay for me to have a beer? No, absolutely not. Why? Because I know that PA in his heart of hearts has a true problem with this. So why would I in any way be a stumbling block to PA? Why would I put something out in front of us that might divide our relationship, that might say to PA, I may not be Christian, or that I have a problem with, with, with Jesus? You know what I mean? Why would I put that divide in our relationship when there's no need? Do I have to have alcohol? Absolutely not. If you have to have alcohol, you have what we like to call a problem. 
okay? So if we're going out together, we're having this meal, we're, we're eating, I'm not going to touch alcohol in front of PA because I know for PA what that means. And I'm going to have the respect for PA not to do that. Too many of us like to dig our heels in and say, even though I know they have a problem with it, in my heart of hearts, I really don't think there's a problem with put out the issue, and so I'm going to do it anyways. And honestly, be darned with them. If they have a problem with it, that's their problem. Wrong. This scripture, wrong. Tells us it's wrong. Okay? Individually, on your own time, if you want to do something, and in your heart of hearts, okay, you can really be introspective and and talk with God and say, God, is this a problem? And you really feel, you truly feel that this is not going to separate you from any way from Christ, from God. Then are you free to do that? The scripture would lead us to believe yes. Now, obviously, we have to balance and measure all those things against Scripture itself. Because if there's anything in Scripture that says, hey, don't do this, then just because I can tell myself I feel great about it doesn't mean I get to do it. But too many times we look for a divide just to have a divide. Right? We want to dig our heels in. We want to prove we're right. Because who likes to be wrong? I don't know if you've met me or not. I don't like to be wrong. Okay? Um, My wife might tell you that's the case. She might be wrong. <laughs> See? Look at that. So I personally don't like to be wrong. But what's the point of having argument for argument's sake if all it's going to do is just ruin a relationship? And if we continue here, we're going to look in Romans, we're going to look in chapter 15, and we're going to see here that as this Scripture moves on, that, that, that Christ is our our road to victory, so to speak. That following His footprints gets us to where we want to be. If we look, we're going to look at verses 2 and 3, and this is what it says. It says, Let each of us please his neighbor for his good to build him up. For Christ did not please Himself, but as it is written, the reproaches of those who reproached you fell on me. Christ, His whole life, Okay, his whole life was lived for the benefits of others. My mom sings this really old school t- song, and it's it's like a conversation. Um, you can correct me later on this if I'm wrong, but for now pretend I'm right. It's like this conversation um, with the tree that became the cross. Am I getting this right? The tree that became the cross. He grew the tree. Thank you. That's better. So God grew this tree, okay, that he knew was going to be used to hang his son. Okay? Like literally the whole purpose of Christ coming to earth and living on this earth and teaching and dying was not for himself, but was for you and for me. His whole life was for the benefit of others. Now, if we're supposed to be Christ-like, should our lives too not be centered around how we can benefit others? How many of you would say that that's my first outlook? That's the first place I look. All the time I'm looking at how I can benefit others and not how others can benefit me. Okay, I'm not sitting here saying that there is sin in trying to better our lives or improve our own situation because there is not. But what I am saying is that if our outlook would change, all of our outlooks would change to how can I serve them instead of how can they serve me our world would be a better place. If I can serve them, how can I serve them instead of how can they all serve me? Our world would be a better place. 
there'd be a lot less anger. There'd be a lot less confrontation. There would be a lot less back and forth and status quo. We'd see a lot more improvement. And so if we follow Christ's footsteps in this, if we look to be servants in our everyday life, you know, it's something we end every service with, and it's sort of it's kind of become almost a joke. It's not something we're not serious about, but I made it funny, ha-ha, when I couldn't remember how to say it every time I used to preach. But we end every, every service with, remember, the best way to do blank is to remember that we are here to serve, that we are here on this earth as servants. And so every day, if we can just look a little bit more of how can I be a servant to someone else, how can I better their life, whether that be our spouse, whether that be our children, whether that be our next-door neighbor, whether that be a friend that we have an argument with, whether that be somebody we just don't get along with, period, how much better of a place would our world be? But instead, too often we let little things like this or our own stubbornness with what we think is right get in the way of true godly relationships. And do we really want to be that stumbling block in this world? Because I can tell you personally, I don't. I'm not perfect. Okay, i first one to admit that, and everybody else behind me says amen, I know. Right? I'm not perfect. But if every day I can focus just a little bit more on how can I be better for those around me, my world around me is going to be a better place. And so that's what today is all about. How do we strengthen one another? How do we strengthen one another? We are going to read Romans 15, 5 through 7. And I don't know if I told them to put this up on the screen, so it may not be there. I apologize. Um, but this is what I like to call uh, the biblical pageant wish. Okay? This is like, what, if there's one thing you could have, what would it be? World peace. Okay? That's kind of what this is. But honestly, this is what it's about. Verse 15, 5 through 7, this is what it says. May the God of endurance and encouragement grant you to live in such harmony with one another in accord with Christ Jesus, that together you may with one voice glorify the God and the Father of the Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, listen to this, therefore welcome one another as Christ has welcomed you for the glory of God. See, when Christ welcomed you, when Christ looked at you, he didn't say, Look at that spot, look at this spot, look at that spot, look at this sin, look how they screwed up. You're going to have to fix all that before you can be with me. Christ was not about that. He said, hey, however you are, come. When you leave me, sin no more. So we need to welcome others in unity, in love, in Christ-like devotion to say, I'm going to serve you regardless of where you find yourself in life. And that's not easy. Because when we have that outlook, you know what? A lot of times we set ourselves up for disappointment. We do. We set ourselves up for disappointment. But then Scripture goes on to tell us in other places that when we forgive, we're to forgive 70 times, 7 times. Meaning there's no end to it. But our human condition our, doesn't always allow us to live that way. I struggle with that really bad. That's the truth. Truth time from your pastor. I like to believe that I'm a forgiving person, that I can look at somebody and say, regardless of all their spots, regardless of all their sin, um, they're welcome around me. And I, I want to see how I can help that person because I've been in their situation and 
and I know, but I, I too, maybe it's my love for sports and my lifelong um, being involved in them, but I kind of have this like unspoken three-strike rule. Not biblical, by the way. But it's like, you know, I, I tried to help you, you burn me once, well, you know, everybody screws up, I'm going to try again. And then you burn me twice, and ooh, this seems a little bit more, but uh, in the back of my head, I'm like, they still have one more chance, so we're going to continue to go. And things are going well, and they're going well, and they're going well, and then it screws up again, and then I have this thing in my head that's just like, well, done with them. Too honest? Not supposed to be that way as a pastor, I know. But here's me telling you that I struggle with that. And every day, I need to work on how can I serve others? And how can I put it and put my heart in a place where I can let go and say, you know what? It's okay. We're going to try again. Because that's what God really wants from me. And so am I going to let these little issues, these, these molehills become mountains in my life? Because in the end, in the end, while I'm here, the whole reason I'm here is to make sure that others around me get to spend eternity with the one they call Christ. That's it. That's the purpose. You want to know what your purpose is in life? That's it. He may call you to do different things in this life, but it's only so you can reach different people to fulfill that purpose. And so do all these little things, do they really matter? Do they really matter? Here's the big picture. If you hear nothing else, hear this. Don't let all the little things, don't let all the little things that can come between you and people and that can come between you and God separate you from the one big thing, which is God. You hear me? Don't let all that stuff that's not eternal, that tomorrow doesn't matter, separate you from the one thing that ultimately is all that matters. Because if we can't forgive others, if we can't treat others like Christ has treated us, how can we really expect Christ to give us that treatment as well? Don't let there be a division in your relationship with Christ. Don't let it happen. Hear that. Hear that. Hold on to that. If you get nothing else, if they're like, hey, what did you learn in church today? I want you to be able to say, don't let little things get in the way of the big thing. And hopefully that means something to you. And if that's all you got and you didn't get the secondary, then you can come up with your own explanation for it. But hold on to this. Don't let all the little things get in the way of the big thing. Okay? Don't let that happen. When things that aren't eternal separate you from one another, when things that aren't eternal separate you from one another and separate you from that which is eternal, that's the world's greatest tragedy. That's the world's greatest tragedy. So are we going to be people that build up one another, that look past our imperfections, or are we going to be people who say, you know what? Three strikes and you're out. What kind of person do you want to be? You may never step place in this church again. But going forward in your life, for the rest of your life, what do you want to be? Let's pray, shall we? Lord, we come to you right now. We thank you for this day. We thank you for who you are. We thank you that... Uh, you are a God that loves us for all of our imperfections, that says, regardless of the things you've done, come to me because I love you. 
as individuals, Lord, help us, everyone here today, whether they call Crosspoint home or they call another church home, let them say to themselves that from this point forward, I'm going to look to serve others. I'm going to look to put others first. I'm going to look to improve the world around me through the love that Christ has shown. God, there may be those out there today that say, what you're saying sounds great, but I don't really have a relationship with God and I don't really know this Christ that you spoke of. And Lord, I pray that today you tug on their heart that they come speak with me in the back when I'll be back there in a minute, that they, they pull anybody aside and just say, hey, tell me more about this Jesus guy. And Lord, there are some of us out there that are just really struggling right now. We're really struggling to, to just be the, the person that you've ordained us to be, to be the person that you've called us to be, uh, we have hurt in our heart and we just can't let go. Maybe that says we, we need to rededicate our life, we need to refocus our life on you, and, 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 and from this point forward, we're going to say, hey, the past is gone. Lord, let our hearts be broken so that the bitterness can, can just fall out. Today as we come before you, Lord, humble servants. Let us offer our love and ourselves as instruments to you to say, Lord, wherever you can use me, do so. We're not going to let little things in this world separate us from you. In your son's name we pray, amen.